Hi, friend. You are listening to Boldly Created Podcast. Join your favorite duo as they bring on guests from all walks of life and allow you to feel like you are sitting with your besties chatting about life, Jesus, and navigating your 20s. Check in weekly for new episodes and laughs. Now, grab your favorite drink and sit back and enjoy the show. Happy Friday. Welcome back to season five, episode three. This week is discipleship edition and we have some bomb girls on. I love them with my whole heart. We have Sydney, Jenna, and Caroline. There are a lot of voices on this episode, but you will be able to distinguish voices and names. We will get down to it. We are so excited for you to hear it. It was such a trip editing it because we record episodes long in advance. So we recorded this episode around March or April. So it was kind of like a time what is it called? It was kind of like a time machine editing it because it was so far away that we did it. You guys are going to want to make sure you stick around for this whole episode because it is so good. And honestly, I don't think we've ever talked about discipleship on this podcast as a whole. As a whole, I've definitely name dropped Kirsten because of discipleship so many times, but as a whole, we have not talked about it outside of season one when we had Megan and Savannah on. Yeah. yeah. So this has been a while. Yeah. Before we get started, Lily has a big announcement she has to make. And you might hear Lily's little child, Mac, (laughs) running around. But, you know, it's life. We're doing with it. So you guys can say hi to Mac if you hear him sneezing or running. He just so badly wants to be a guest on this podcast. (laughs) He just, like, can't help himself. Um, But the big news that Addison is referring to is... Jared and I got engaged. (laughs) Yeah. We got engaged on June 4th. So it's been a little while because today. Oh my gosh, it'll be a month on Tuesday. Yes. What? Today is June 29th. What is life? I didn't even realize that myself. (gasps) That's actually crazy. And there he is. There he is, y'all. The, myth, the man, the legend. <laughs> Made his appearance. Mac Ryan. Soon to be Mac Brown. Oh my <laughs> gosh. But yes, we are engaged. It is official. We've dated for five and a half years. And now we are fiancés. And we're getting married in yeah. November of this year. So stay tuned for updates on that. So excited. I love it. Woo-woo. You got to love love sometimes gotta when you're a single gal. I love that. (laughs) Okay, so before we dive into the episode, we wanted to share our favorite moments from this week. So Addison, what was your favorite moment from this past week? My favorite moment this week was going back to Charlotte and I got to see a group of friends. A group of us goes to Mystic Falls every year. Yes, Covington, Georgia, where (laughs) Vampire Diaries was filmed. (laughs) And when we're together, it's just a lot of fun. So it was just great seeing them and spending time with them. What about you, Lily? Mine was probably a moment today, and today um, Jared and I basically got to book our dream photographer for our wedding, which is just so grown up to say, but it is going to be amazing, and the photographer is the best, and she actually was on the podcast Mm -hmm. in season one. Was that season one or season two two or three? 
One or two. It was one like through we three was house. one of them. Yeah. Anyway, she's been on the podcast before, but it is the one and the only Adriana. Yes. She's amazing. And I can't wait for her to be a part of our big day. Yeah. And she also did our boldly photos that you yeah. see everywhere. So those were her creation. She's the best. She's <laughs> awesome. Shout out, Adriana. We yeah. love you. <laughs> Without further ado, here is Caroline, Jenna, and Sydney. All right, you guys, we're back with another episode of season five for the relationship series. We thought it'd be fun to do a discipleship episode. And we have my girls that I get to disciple here. We have a lot of people in the room, but I'm really excited about this. My heart is so full right now, but I will let each of them introduce themselves. Oh, I'm Jenna. (laughs) Oh, I'm Caroline. And then I'm Sydney. It's going to be a little chaotic, if you can't tell. We have five people in the room right now with three microphones, so bear with us. But I really think this is going to be a time that you listeners will be able to understand what discipleship is, what it means, and what it looks like. Um, I think sometimes we throw around this word sometimes in the church, and people don't know what it means or what it should look like. Um, But today, I kind of want to just get down to it and ask you guys some questions. So the first question I have for you each, starting with Jenna, what is discipleship? Um, If I'm thinking about it, it reminds me of just someone pouring into you. Like we think so much about companionships within the church, but the discipleship comes in when there's someone who is like pouring into you, encouraging you, pushing you in your faith in ways that no one else ever has. So for me, it's like someone who mentors you and teaches you about God and the Bible and like holds you accountable and helps you to keep like pursuing your faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I sort of see it as like a daunting term sometimes, which is like sort of odd. But I feel like when people hear that, they're like, what, what in the world kind of term is that? Mm -hmm. So I like to see it more so as like a big sister almost, or just like someone that I can really look up to as like a spiritual leader and just really have them guide me in the correct way and me be able to like explain a situation to them. And they'd be like, girl, there's no judgment here. Like I feel the exact same way. And they can just really guide me through it and help me understand like how to approach the Lord in every circumstance, basically. Y'all had a really good answer. (laughs) I like that. I want us to answer it too, Lily. So for me, I look at it as a sense of someone who is going to not only encourage me and hold me accountable and guide me, but also sharpen me and correct me when I need it. And I like how you said the big sister thing, like someone that you want to imitate that imitates Christ. So I really like how you said that. Precisely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, I think obviously echoing everything everyone just said, but just I think going last is hard because they all definitely answered this um, to the best of my ability, that's for sure. But um, just adding on that, I think like accountability is like something that I really gained from my discipleship group. Um, And I just want to continue to pour that into my girls that I am beginning to disciple this week. (laughs) My next question is, why is discipleship important? Okay, (laughs) so I think about the fact that I've never been discipled for most of my life. And I can see the differences in not only like my faith walk, but in my persistence within the church from not being discipled to being discipled, because that's a very new concept to me. It's not one that was talked about or that I ever experienced. So being able to see the differences from before to now is pretty cool. Well, I didn't know what it was, obviously. Um, 
it's important because it's someone who, a, who holds you accountable and b it's someone you can kind of talk to and like let pour into you and you can't pour into others if um someone's not pouring into you so it's really important that you have that like balance yeah mm -hmm. and definitely say especially what jenna said just like you're you see your involvement within the church so like when i was in middle school I was like not involved and then I started getting discipled and I wanted to do everything and they like really pushed me to do that too but like in a positive manner rather than negative and then also with like accountability also just like yeah like girl you hold me accountable all the time and I love it <laughs> like I'm totally backed away from a lot of things that I've been doing so it's like so sweet to see like the change yeah. over time of like how discipleship affects you yeah I totally agree with you, Jenna, that like I didn't grow up hearing the word. So like being in SLT, which is what these three ladies are in right now, that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. And so when I was being able to be discipled, I saw such a change, not only in my involvement in the church, but my involvement with reading scripture, because I never read really any of the Bible. And now I'm sitting here having read almost all of the New Testament because of my discipleship group and because of the girl who disciples me and just seeing how like dramatically transformational that is in your life and like I know they're not going to brag about themselves so I'm just going to brag on them a little <laughs> bit but like a little bit about them like Jenna over here she's on our worship team and she plays guitars and sings and is on our student leadership team Caroline had said obviously she didn't know discipleship because she's only been a Christian for a year and she's TD which is the lead for our delight ministries team period Sydney is over <laughs> here and she was in my small group my freshman or her freshman year my sophomore year and we did not see each other until this year where I'm discipling her. And she's a part of the light ministries and has a whole big testimony with discipleship. So it's so cool to have these stories and to see what God is doing in each of them, but to see how discipleship and how the Lord's able to use me and how the Lord's able to use who's discipling me to then make it a repetition of discipleship through each, every part of person. So it's really should, cool. should I pull out my uh, notebook for this again? <laughs> Are you about to have a mic drop again? <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> but it's, it's really, like, it's serious. Like, I, because she said, I mean, Caroline said, honestly, I don't know. And I want to touch on that because it's so cool that, like, Caroline's only been a Christian for a flipping year. Yeah. And it's TV of delight. <laughs> like, and it's not that, why I'm saying this is because I know I can say it without her being prideful. And she knows it's of the Lord. That's why I'm saying it. Because, like, she has a testimony that most people don't. And I think it's so cool because like Jenna's grown up in the church mm -hmm. and Caroline's been a Christian for a year. They're able to have conversation because guess what? God is so cool. God is the savior. God is redeemer. And they're both able to walk the same, different walk, but the same, we're the same savior. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so cool. It's amazing. No, I totally second that. Like, it's literally insane. Like I met you and I was like, oh, this girl's been a Christian for years, man. And then you're like, no, not at all. And I'm like, <laughs> what? There's no way. And it's so cool because I like look up to you in a lot of things and it's amazing. So, Girl, don't make me cry. No. <laughs> Start crying. <laughs> but like, this is why discipleship needs to happen. Like what you're hearing right now. Like this is why discipleship is important. Because you get to grow as not only sisters in Christ, but as friends. What does discipleship look like for you? Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> um, so obviously hasn't happened for a long time, but... If I'm thinking about it, like with Addison, I think about like, yes, we have had our biblical conversations, but she knows so much about my life. And I've only known her for like four, maybe five months. 
And I think because I've gotten to a point where I'm like, okay, I trust her. She's older than me. Her advice probably means a lot more than <laughs> someone else per se. <laughs> but um, I think having a connection with someone that otherwise I probably wouldn't have had because I don't go up and speak to people, but her coming up and speaking to me and starting this relationship is a great example of what it should be. Well, with Addison, it's for me, it's um, like she challenges me, challenges me a lot to, you know, get out of my comfort zone, like to write a notebook or to talk in SLT. And those are like things I really, really struggle with. And, you know, I just like, I talk a lot about like my life and my past and I've just been like, able to like break down those barriers with her so it started i started getting disabled when i was in like middle school and it was really sweet because it was like one-on-one sometimes but it was mainly with like my group so like what we're doing right now is what it first looked like and like discipleship can look like so many different things like a lot of people in slt like they don't have like weekly meeting like one-on-one like how we do so like it's so bizarre so how different but like with you it's like like you said like she literally knows everything about me and it's like so funny because we'll talk about like freshman year when we first met and like it was literally so mind-boggling whenever we first saw each other and we're like uh that was a crazy (laughs) that's all that's all it goes (laughs) it was like insane so like being able to talk about like the difference between how I was freshman year to like how I am now is just insane because I feel like I've changed completely but I feel like how I am now is how I used to be in high school and it's so sweet to feel like that again so yes like us being able to talk about life together and like catch up with each other but then also be able to hold each other each other accountable with scripture and like Mm -hmm. you challenge me every week and I, I asked you to challenge me to memorize a verse every week so like I've been doing that and I don't know, just, yeah, like that. It's sweet. <laughs> um, I was listening to a podcast, and if you haven't heard of something Becoming Something, oh, I mean, I'm sure you oh, have. Love you it. this podcast. Love it. Because I talk about it every week. So good. But JP um, defined discipleship as spending time with people so that you and they are becoming more like Jesus. And I kind of want to talk about this for a minute because I think it goes so, I don't think, I know, it goes so far beyond just our weekly meetings. And it goes so much more into depth with SLT as a whole. And so SLT is student leadership team. I know we have these phrases all the time, so I'm just trying to catch you all up. But um, with them being a part of that, I think discipleship comes in a lot of different forms because I could easily say that in a certain sense, my friend Maggie is a disciple of Caroline in a way. Like she shows, Maggie shows Caroline what it looks like to be a friend, to be a girl or a woman chasing after God. And so I think it looks different in different areas and discipleship should look different. It shouldn't just be the weekly meetings. It should also be the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Like Lily often says, you're the average of the five people closest to you. I think that's a form of discipleship too, because are you being a disciple of Christ within the average or are you being more worldly with the average? Um, so I think that was a really cool like definition that he gave because it made me realize that like it's like whoever you're spending time with that makes you look more like Jesus. That all is a form of discipleship. So I was reading a blog and um, the blog is called the Grow Curriculum Blog. And they had some really good nuggets about discipleship and I wanted to share them. Um, So one of the things that they said was discipleship isn't taught in a classroom. It's modeled in everyday life. And I think Mm -hmm. that like 
from the beginning of this episode. Y'all have really like showed that like that is what takes place in y'all's discipleship group. Um, and I think that it's so true because it's not something like you can talk about discipleship as much as you want and it's going to do good, but it, it's also like something you literally have to like see through actions. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really liked that. Um, and this one really got me. It says discipleship is never really complete because learning to live out our faith is a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really cool because. I know we all have different stories, but like me particularly, I grew up in the church, but I didn't know what discipleship was until college. So it's like, you know, we're always growing and learning in our faith. And when I got to college, I was like, what is discipleship? Like, <laughs> I want to be a part of it. Um, and I just think it's really cool because you can be any age and be in a discipleship group. You can lead and be in one at the same time. You can just lead one. You can just be in one. But it's just cool to see how the Lord works through each of us differently through discipleship specifically. Yeah. I like what you had just said about um, it never ends. Like it's a lifelong process because especially considering that when I was in SOT, our whole motto was disciples making disciples. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what my hope is with this mm -hmm. is that I'm being discipled for therefore make disciples for you guys to make disciples for them to make disciples for it to continue on. Like that's what the purpose of the church should be. Like, the church should be a like a body of disciples. Like that's what we're called to be. And so like that starts with the leaders in the church. That starts with you three. That starts with the rest of SLT. And so like that's why I love discipleship and just what it is because I think it's so needed and so mm -hmm. essential to make the church biblical and to make the church of the Lord. Um, and I want to hear a little bit about Sydney specifically, like what your past discipleship looked like. Because I know you went to a whole summer thing that was like full of discipleship. So talk to me about that. Okay. So I used to do young life in high school and so fun. So amazing. And I was being discipled and in a Bible study with, this was in high school. So I've been discipled since middle school, but um, yeah, I was being discipled by my young life leader. And then I came to Western and I was like, where the heck am I going to find this? <laughs> so I started going to bridge and then just sort of fell out of it. But last year, I finally, the Lord really pulled me back on my feet and put me into a summer program called Discipleship Focus, which is through Young Life. And I only really heard about it because I applied for an internship through Young Life and it just didn't go well. And I was like, wow, this is it. Like, I'm not going to do anything this summer. And then I got accepted in this program. I was like, oh, amazing. So it essentially was a whole summer of being stuck in community with the exact same, like, 15 people and it had like its ups and downs but it was so beautiful and amazing so we would go work at splash country at dollywood and we like were all worked with each other and of course like everyone had different jobs but i worked with the same two people and then we would also work with everyone that wasn't a part of the program so we were able to like talk to these people and be able to be like hey like do you know what this program is like have you ever heard of like separate focus you know jesus at all so like it was really sweet to like have those conversations with like people that weren't in the program and be able to spread that a little bit more or just like the gospel in general and then also the people that came to visit people would always be like oh my gosh what are you what are you doing here in the summer and i would start explaining it and some people would be like oh, i've heard of that before like that's insane that you're doing that and i'm like yeah man it's kind of sick just a little bit <laughs> but yeah so we went through this thing called discovery and truly amazing because it really just goes back to the basics and the foundation of like 
who the Lord is and like how we're supposed to approach a relationship with him. And it just really hits on like, you are loved, you are cared for, you are, you are so much more than you think you are. And he loves you more than the stars up in the sky. Like it really sets that foundation. And then it goes through the process of realizing like prayer is important and diving into scripture is important. Like I started reading the word every single day from like not reading the word at all for the last two years. Like it's insane how amazing it was and being able to do it with like the girls in my cabin, like those became my best friends. And we all like literally the first day of like meeting each other, we were like, okay, so we want each other in our weddings. Like it's decided. So like, it's just so sweet how that worked out. And we would have like weekly small groups with each other. So like my whole small group was, those were my best friends too, like 10 times more than the girls in my cabin, which is like insane because I love the girls in my cabin. So it's just sweet. And we would have like worship nights. We would have um, just nights of like going through what we had read and being able to dive deeper in that. And yeah, that I think is one of the coolest ways to have discipleship yeah. and then be able to go to work and be able to talk about it with people. What is the biggest thing you think that you learned through the Lord in that time? I think to be present and not crave to be somewhere else. And then also let go and accept that the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Like I was going through a really just like rough time with a different boyfriend. Oh, well. And it was just like not the relationship that I needed to be in. And I knew that, but I didn't want to let go of it. And it was obvious, like we would have weekly conversations of like, said, like, if you know the answer is no, why the heck are you not accepting it? So I think it's just a matter of like fully trusting the Lord, being desperately dependent on him for that. And then just accepting it. And the second that I like let go of that, I felt 10 times more happy and just fully living for him and knowing that I'm able to come back to Western and have a completely different life than I did when I left. For Caroline and Jenna, since you guys hadn't been discipled or hadn't heard the word discipleship, I have two questions. One, what was your first immediate thought when you knew that was what you were going to be stepping into? Well, I was very confused. I was like, okay, chill, I'll do it. Um, but cause I didn't realize, so I thought I knew I was doing SLT, but I didn't realize that we were doing discipleship. So I assumed our D groups were just going to be like little small groups. I didn't realize it was going to be what it was going to be. Talk about the first discipleship meeting you had with me. Oh, I cried. Mm-hmm. I straight up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember I talked about, I talked about my porn addiction and that was the first, one of like the first times, I think it was like the third time I've ever told anybody. Um, and I was just being, it was just. Like I was so comfortable being vulnerable and I couldn't, I didn't know why. And it was just so shocking to me. I also think it's important to understand that like when you first have those meetings and first have those relationships, it's awkward. Like it is so awkward. Conversation doesn't flow. When I first met Caroline, I was like, oh, this isn't gonna be great. She's gonna hate me. And it's just not great sometimes. And like, that's not to be a discouragement because that's just life. Like you don't vibe with everyone right away. And now Caroline, I love her to death, but like it's, it, if you aren't discipled and you're wanting to step into that and you're afraid of the uncomfortable, you're going to be uncomfortable. But again, you grow in the uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs> but now moving over to Jenna, the first Okay. What was the first one? I remember the second one. I don't remember the first one. <laughs> what was your immediate reaction when you realized okay. discipleship? First, before I answer that, as we've been sitting here, I've been thinking about how I think I was discipled when I was younger. It was just never 
called that. And it was never with a consistent person for an extended period of time. Like I had Sunday school teachers that I relied on. Um, I technically could consider my grandmother one of my biggest like pushers of my faith. And I've had people around me my entire life, but we've never had a persistent push. Cause like you turn a year older, you go up a grade in Sunday school, you don't see those teachers anymore. Yeah. And so I think they were there. I just think as life goes on, they kind of move. So I do think I was discipled. It was just never called that. And yeah. it didn't last very long. <laughs> but um, so, well, I think for me, it was scary because it was it wasn't something I was 100% confident in saying yes to because I was a part of another ministry, which I still love very, very, very much. But I knew I wasn't getting a push from anybody there and I wasn't going to get a push from anybody there and there's going to be no growth. And I think once I was aware of the fact that this could be a better experience for me, this could be a push that I need in my faith, even though at the time I was like, I'm so strong in my faith. Like, it's completely fine. There's so much growth you can do, whether you think you can or not. And you'll grow until the day you die, like whether you know it or not. And once you're able to step into like, oh, I need this person to push me and I need someone to stand beside me and walk with me as I walk with God. Like, I think that's a big thing. Yeah. So yeah, it was about our first <laughs> time we met, right? Yeah. Okay. It was weird. <laughs> I, was gonna, I don't weird. remember it very strongly or vividly. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm a very like quiet person. It's going to take me a very, very long time to open up to someone. I think it took a good two, three months before I really, we had a conversation where I was like, I'll share yeah, these, maybe these two things about my life and we're just going to stop right there. And so, yeah, it was definitely strange. I don't talk to strangers. I don't I do. approach strangers. I do. Yes, she does. Cause she approached me and I, I don't know. It was good, but it was weird. <laughs> I think that's what you need, though, when you're being discipled. You need someone mm -hmm. who's not like you. Because, like, me and you are alike in a lot of ways, but in that way, we're not. Like, I I cannot, and Lily knows this, I cannot, know, like, know of somebody and see them every week and not know them in their heart. So, like, that's what mm -hmm. happened with you before I discipled you. I knew you, that you were at SL or midweek every week, and I wanted to know you and what mm -hmm. you went through. And that's why I approached you. And so, like, you need someone that's different than you. Like, Caroline and I are not the same people. Mm -hmm. We have very big differences, but that's what's needed because I learn as much as you guys learn from me, from y'all. Like, Cindy and I are very different people. She's an extrovert, <laughs> introvert. And, like, she, her, her personality is just so unique. Like, that's just our personality, and I love her to death. And, it, like, that's what you need. You need someone who is not going to simply just hype you up. You need someone who's mm -hmm. going to be like, okay, like, that's cool. Why are you doing that? Or, okay, maybe cry this way because it's more biblical. Like, you need someone who's going to correct those faults, but then also encourage you in a way that is needed. Okay, so this is a perfect segue for a question for Addison. So, what is something that discipling these gals has taught you? There's so much. Um, I'm going to do this without crying. Let's see. It's okay if you cry. Oh, I'm not gonna cry. I'm gonna hold it. Oh, in. I'm Are you sure? Cry. I, I think I'm not. <laughs> no, there goes. There goes. Who just so, said that? I, oh, I thought Jenna said that. Oh, I was no, like, no, 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 no. Did. I, did, I didn't even hear what was said. We'll get her. We'll get her there. It's taught me that everyone is broken but that so many people strive for community in Jesus. 
So with, (laughs) with that, it's taught me that intentionality is everything. I got this. I got it. I'm gonna look at Jenna because she's not gonna cry. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. You're correct. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, these girls are different than past girls. And I mean that with, I'm gonna say that like lightly because every girl that I've discipled is so important to me. But this group of girls is very different. So like I'm leaving soon. I'm graduating. And it kills me to think that these girls will be discipled by somebody else. Because selfishly, I see everything they're capable of and everything they're doing. Gotta look at Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) I might yawn, so maybe that'll help you. (laughs) But it makes me excited too. Like I know I'm going in different way with this question, but like like I said before, the brokenness and the community in Jesus, but it also has taught me such excitement because I know every one of these girls is going to impact the kingdom of God in their own unique, unique way. And it's going to be so insane. Like just their stories now is just so telling as to what they will do in the next year. I, I did about her. <laughs> <laughs> I sure didn't. I was so close. All right. So obviously the main verse that you think of when you think of discipleship, at least for me, is Matthew 28, 19 through 20. But I want to specify, I'm going to read the whole thing, but I really want to specify the end of it. But it says, therefore, and go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. So I want to focus on the last part because I think I focused on the first part for so long of there, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, but I never focused fully on the, and surely I am with you always to the very end of age. The reason I'm able to disciple them is not because of my own will, but because of Jesus. That is the sole reason why I'm able to do what I'm doing. And I love doing what I'm doing. Meeting with them is the highlights of my week. I'm going to be fully honest. And sometimes there's a lot going on. Sometimes there's nothing going on, but the reason I'm available, the reason I'm intentional, the reason I do everything I'm doing is because of him and not of myself. It's less of me and more of him. And that's what I need to focus on when I'm doing this. And I think that when I read that verse again, I was like, wow, like that's a part I never really focused on fully, but that's the whole focus of why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's the focus of why discipleship exists because you're, Jesus is with you through it all. Like you're not doing it on your own strength. And I know some of you girls have stepped into discipleship and you're not doing it on your own strength. And I'm, I had a conversation with one of them and I won't say who, but they were nervous about stepping into discipleship. And what I want to say now in regards to that, to all of you, is when you disciple somebody, it's not of your own will, but it's of Jesus's. Jesus has made you capable, capable because he died on the cross for that. And now you are here being a disciple of him because that's his commandment for you. Okay, so the final like nugget from this blog that I was reading <laughs> is really good. And it said, um, everyone has others looking at them, which means that everyone has the potential to be a leader for Christ. Um, and that's kind of going off of what you said about how the whole point of um, being a disciple is to 
teach others how to also become a disciple. So it's literally like a domino effect. Um, and it's something that continues on throughout our lifetime. I think that what they said on this blog speaks volumes because sometimes people think they don't have the capability to disciple someone. I mean, it's a big responsibility. Um, and it's, it's a, it can be a lot of pressure. It can be, you know, it, it's, it's a big thing to, to take on. Um, and I think that sometimes the enemy can make you feel fearful of that instead of stepping into it. Um, so I think it's, it was a really good reminder to read this as I am starting my, <laughs> my D group, um, this week to know that like, it's the saying that we've said so many times on this podcast, but God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Mm -hmm. So if it's on your heart to become a discipleship group leader, then like the Lord's going to obviously work through that. And it's, it's going to be seamless as long as you follow his will. Um, so I just wanted to add that. So the last piece of scripture I want to leave you with is 1 Corinthians 4.16. And it says, imitate me. And it's Paul talking and he's saying, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And that also is what discipleship is. Like you're asking the girls that you lead or that you lead to imitate you. But there are, of course, parts of me that I don't want them to imitate. I don't want them to imitate or even have the things that I deal with. But they're going to see the good and the bad of what I am and how I handle it and how I rely on the Lord rather than myself. Um, so I think like going off of what Lily said of like letting your fears take over your thoughts or capabilities, like don't allow your sins or what you've been through or what you struggle with to dictate whether you're capable or not. Because like she just said, like God has already qualified you, like you're enough, you're ready. Um, so my biggest piece of advice is if you're not being discipled, get discipled and if you're being discipled and not discipling someone else disciple somebody mm. do you guys have any comments questions concerns i have to cough hold on apologies so those blurbs those blurbs so good um it just really made me think about how like we've been talking a lot about like i'm a big old people pleaser and i just I will get on my knees for anyone and do whatever they want. But recently it's been like the complete opposite, which is like so sweet to like just look back on and see in hindsight, which is so cool. But it's also been a really, a really big conversation that we've had is just like, am I presenting myself as if I'm a Jesus follower? And hearing you like talk about that little blurb is just so cool because I have a lot of different friend groups and I have a lot of like, I'm just a busy gal. Like, I feel like I'm go, go, go 24 seven, which I love. Cause if I'm not, then I'm like lazy bones. So <laughs> I think it's just so sweet to see that, but it's also really hard because my friend groups are like so different, like so diverse, so different. And being able to remain within the Lord in those friend groups is really hard. Cause like you said, like the five people that you surround yourself with, Filling myself with like delight, SLT, and just like church in general is like the sweetest thing. And I feel like I've definitely put have put a lot more time into that in order to go to my other friend groups and just be that light a little bit. So I just thought that was so sweet that you said that.
All right. That is all for this episode of Discipleship. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoyed it. I know there were a lot of voices, but I hope that you guys got something from this and stay tuned for Flavor of the Week. Hey, y'all, it's time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to get started with our guests. So what are y'all's Flavor of the Weeks this week? Okay, I'll go. So I have two. The first one is a Bible verse that I feel like most people have heard, but it's Isaiah 60, 22. It says, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. And I have that verse plastered all over my room because I specifically right now, I'm at a place where I'm like, oh, this is supposed to happen. This is supposed to happen, but it doesn't feel right. It's because it's not God's will. It's not what he <laughs> what He has planned <laughs> For me and for my life and his timing will trump anything else, 100% of the time. And I have such a hard time recognizing that. I'm like, no, but like, this is what I want right now. He's like, but it's not what you need right now. Like, this is what you need instead. So that's my Bible verse. And then I'm going to share a song. So Wake My Soul. It's so, so good. It's Hillsong and Brooke. I don't know how to say her last name. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so this is a song where... It talks a lot about like worshiping and in the chorus, it's just awake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud. And I struggle so much with more like the conversations with God, but worship is where I'm most comfortable. Like being able to scream these songs in my car and just be able to feel it is so crazy. And in the first verse, it says, there is a sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear worship, he hears faith. And I picture that like a big church and immediately Jesus just walks into the room. Everyone stops, heads turn. And he's like, y'all are worshiping. And I see my faithful followers. Like I see the people who dedicate their life to me, who are working to grow in their faith and to be more Christ-like. And so that song, oh, I love it. I listen to it every single day. That's how I start my day every single day. I listen to it in the car on the way home from work. If I've had a bad day, like that's the song I turn to 100% of the time. And it's really good. So I love it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we'll have to listen to it. What about you guys? So, so my biggest issue is like giving up control, especially like financial control. Um, I grew up very poor. My house had foreclosed on. So little fun things. Um, and I was really worried about next year because I financially support myself. And I was definitely not going to have enough money. Um, but out of the blue, I got an email today. I got a $4,000 scholarship. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just from some random guy who used to teach here. So that was awesome. And I'm very excited. I'm very happy. Awesome. So I love sweet. that. Wow. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I have two, if that's okay. Of course. Um, okay. So the first one is some bible verses because as i said i am i'm a big old people pleaser <laughs> and addison and i have really just been talking about it and just trying to work through it and at the be i guess beginning middle of the semester we talked about galatians 1:10, and i had to memorize it which is for i am now trying to persuade people or god or am i striving to please people if i'm still trying to please people then i would not be a servant of christ and I was like, mm, what's the root of my people pleasing here? What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah. And then 
we went through Romans randomly. I think it was through delight or something. I think it was like a leadership thing. But I had found another verse that I memorized the next week, which was about, um, it was Romans 14, 18. And it says, whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and receives human approval. And I was like, oh, so I, I got to be doing this for a different reason. Um, so it really just made me want to like dive deep into scripture first and then like look at where I'm at and be like, all right, so how can I serve these people rather than how do I get on my knees and make you happy, you know? And then literally like yesterday or something like that, um, I read, I guess as our discipleship group, we've been reading John. (laughs) Um, But I got halfway through six, but in five, it talks about, um, it's 544 and it says, how can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but don't seek the glory that comes from the only God, Mm -hmm. which is like, come on, that's insane. Mm -hmm. That's like crazy. Like I think it just goes back to like, where's your root? And this week I just really found out like just a lot of little butthole crappy things going on just outside of like classes. And like one of my professors told me that she's leaving. And I was like, girl, for real? And then uh, yesterday, one of my roommates was like, yeah, the boys are talking about dropping you as a sweetheart. And I was like, go right ahead. But it's just like a bunch of angry stuff. And I'm like, is it because I'm not pleasing you? But then I'm like, no, because I don't want to be pleasing you. I don't want to be having to meet your every expectation. Like allow other people to do that. And they can be your next sweetheart. Like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of anger. So then my moment, speaking of, segue into anger (laughs) um yesterday caroline and i had actually met met up and we had just gone over a bunch of scripture that talks about anger and i could literally go all day long within this beautiful book and just quote everything but it really just made me realize like there is so much that we can do in the midst of our anger to seek the lord and not like react like Caroline had said it yesterday and I completely forgot about this, but like anger is not sin unless you act on it. So it's like, mm. are you acting on it or are you sitting in it? But also don't sit in it too long. Definitely put that on the altar with yourself mm-hmm. and let the Lord transform you in that. So that is my moment in my verses. Man, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Addison? My... Flavor of the week is two moments really fast was on Easter Sunday, we had some people over and it was just a lot of the SLT and people from church. And it was just such a fun time and just being able to see people have fellowship together in here was just so nice. Um, And then also last night, Lily and I hadn't seen each other in like a week. And it was just so fun. Like I missed my best friend and just being able to have goofy conversation and just catch up. Like it was very much a God moment because I was reminded that I got the best friend in Stop it. What about you, Bestie? (laughs) Okay, that was so sweet. Uh, My flavor of the week is a song this week, and I've been on a... So good. I read it. Yeah. Sorry, I love it. Yeah. I've been on a Jervis Campbell kick Mm. recently. Mm. So good. I love him. He's very, like... Chris Renzema vibes, but it's just different. I so good. <laughs> but <laughs> wait, yes, I do. I'm still listening. I'm sorry. So good. 
But the newest song I found by him that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good, is the song You Remain. But all of them were good, so you oh, can't go wrong. That is a great one. <laughs> yes. I got obsessed with him. I got obsessed with him when you did Eden as yes. your flavor of the week. Uh-huh. And now I'm That's like one, yeah. obsessed with him and Chris Renzema because of Miss Megan Howes and Emily Thurman. Chris. I'm literally obsessed with them. But that is all for flavor of the week. I love you girls so much. Thank you for taking the time and being with us. And we will talk to you all later. Bye.